0: Welcome back to another episode of the Creekside Podcast. Tune in each week with Drew and James to hear a relevant conversation about a biblical topic. Thanks for joining. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm James. I'm Drew. We are here with the Creekside Podcast to bring you more information about the Ten Commandments. James, I got a question. Okay. Why do we call it the Creekside Podcast? Well, because we are here at Creekside Fellowship Church in Castallion Springs. Okay. Is that one?
1: Yeah, but wh- why is it called a podcast? I don't know. Yeah. Is, it, is that <laughs> are you gonna be this unhelpful when we talk about the Ten Commandments? Probably. Yeah. You know why we call it the Ten Commandments? Because there's ten. Because there's ten of them and they're commandments. 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 Yes, that's exactly I got that right. one right. And the reason we call this the Creekside Podcast is because it's a podcast. At Creekside? At Creekside, that's right. So we're real I'm really good at naming stuff. And so that's why we named it the Creekside Podcast. So we have a we have a children's ministry here at Creekside where we train children in the Bible, and so we call it Creekside Children's Training. And so it's just like, I mean, I wish i wish they'd let me name more stuff because I, I
0: feel like I'm really good at it. I feel like you have a lot in common with Adam that so, named all the animals. Adam named all the animals. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder about that sometimes. So, <laughs> I don't think. You would have, like, four legs. That's what... <laughs> yeah six legs
1: two wings and it encapsulates like
0: bats and flies <laughs> and
1: birds and all that kind of stuff exactly so, anyway right. on to
0: something less silly
1: um <laughs> we're on the eighth commandment today is that correct i think so um and i've got it here Exodus twenty the eighth commandment is contained in verse number 15 you shall not steal pretty uh pretty easy sh- straightforward
0: all right. Any final thoughts? Pretty no, I'm just explain <laughs> it.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think just to, as a way of um, reminding us the Ten Commandments. I mean, we, we've talked about a lot about what we should do, like do this, do this, do this, and so it might sound kind of burdensome um, to as if we're as if we're you know placing an undue burden on on somebody's back. Like these are all these things are expected of you. Let's just be honest; like it's a lot, and yeah. we're not we're not able to do them. As as we would like really desire to, like we're always going to fail, we're always going to have problems um, in carrying out these commands. But we are not saved because we keep the Ten Commandments, you know. And just like just a constant reminder that the 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 desire to keep the Ten Commandments is a result of our salvation. Like if we are not if we are not coming to Christ by faith. Um, then no matter how much we've tried to keep the Ten Commandments, we already mentioned how much we're going to fail. Like, our righteousness will never be enough. Um, we've got to come to Christ and to His righteousness to be justified by our belief in Him and His finished work on the cross on our behalf so that we might be saved. And if we don't understand the gospel, then we're never going to understand the Ten Commandments. As, as I mentioned in our very first episode, it's not as if God said, hey, hey guys i'm going to give you the 10 commandments and if you obey them all really good then i'll let you out of egypt you know no it's he was he was released the people from egypt first um, and then get after marching them uh, out into the desert to mount sinai he gives them the 10 commandments and says this is how now that you're free from slavery this is what it looks like to live with me as your god and so our our response to the 10 commandments is a humble kind of admission that we want the lord to be our god and we want to be his people and so um, we, we desire to to live in, in such a way that pleases him um, not so that we merit salvation but because salvation's already been given to us in Jesus Christ and again if you miss that, the Ten Commandments do become a burden to you, um, you know, that they they are a part of the law and the law not properly understood only places a um, a burden of guilt uh, upon upon the believer um, or upon the unbeliever. You know, it, it does not encourage us or comfort us in our, our, uh, our Christian life. But for the believer, it becomes an instrument of sanctification, you know, that we what they call the third use of the law, that it's a way in which we are. We are more and more made into the image of God, and more made into the image of Christ. So, with that, with that being said, this this prohibition against stealing, um, again, pretty pretty self-explanatory in in a lot of senses. Like somebody else has property, and it's not yours, and you don't get to take it. My grandfather was like a really um, really hard about this. He would always um, he had stuff that he would leave all around his house. And he had, like, really cool stuff that he would leave all around his house. And so me and my older brother, anytime we were there, we would always want to just, like, touch it. We just, like, touch his his stuff. Like, he had all these really cool, like, knives. He was a – when he retired, he would, like, uh, whittle, like, these little Mm -hmm. chickens, uh, (laughs) like, out of sticks. And he would take them to, like, fairs and stuff, and he would win, like, prizes for selling at craft shows and stuff. But we would take his chickens that he had whittled and move them, and we'd touch his knives and stuff. And he would always say, if it's not yours – and don't touch it, you know. And that that was always his. that was always thing. So he would he would smack our hands if we would touch stuff that wasn't ours. And he would always try to, um, you know, make this. And that wasn't a, like a really religious thing. It, it was just like, hey, quit touching my stuff, kids. Right? You know. <laughs> um, and so I I kind of get more like that every day. I feel like I become more and more of an old man. Um, it's like stop <laughs> stop moving my things. Um, but when we think about that, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. If there's something that doesn't belong to you, then you shouldn't then you shouldn't touch it, you shouldn't take it, you shouldn't uh, claim it as your own. So what does God forbid in the Eighth Commandments question once in the, the Heidelberg Catechism? Elaborate on this a little bit. It says, not only such theft and robbery as are punished by the magistrate, but God views as theft also all wicked tricks and devices whereby we seek to draw ourselves, draw, excuse me, draw to ourselves our neighbor's goods, whether by force with show of right, Such as unjust weights, measures, wares, coins, usury, or any means forbidden of God. So, moreover, all covetousness and all useless waste of His gifts. So, notice here, the first thing he says is the magistrate, that is the government, also regularly prohibits theft, regularly prohibits thievery and and stealing things. Like that's a um, that's a common thing for there to be. You know, you don't just get to walk into Lowe's and just take whatever you want. Um, you don't just get to walk into. We well, used to not be able to. Now, like, there's some places where that's like, oh yeah, I guess as long as it's not to a certain amount of money, you can do that. Right. Uh, but like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. You know, I come over to your house, like I'm in your house. Right. I might look at the stuff on your bookshelves, but I don't have the right to take it to myself. If I do, you have every right to call the cops and say, hey, he took stuff that was mine, and you know, make that restored. Um, you know, I don't have a I don't have a right to my neighbor's lawnmower, even though his lawnmower might be nicer than mine. Um, private property is something that you know the, the Bible the Bible teaches intrinsically. Now, my neighbor might say, "Hey, the key's in it. Use it whenever you want," and that's right. a, that's his freedom to do that. Um, but when, when we think about that, we're, we're not just saying, you know, um, "Hey, everything's God's," and so because everything's God's, mm-hmm. like everything's also, I can kind of use whatever I want. Like that's not the that's not the idea there. And the magistrate recognizes that, and the magistrate does not have to be, which is the state. It doesn't have to be a Christian state to understand that thievery, thievery is wrong, theft is wrong. Again, this points back to that idea that all people know in their heart of hearts that there's a difference between right and wrong. Yeah. We, we have an understanding of uh, of... Human rights, uh, to use that to use that terminology, that must come from God. If it doesn't come from God, like there's no other like empirical evidence why we should have rights as human beings, right. unless we're made in the image of God. And part of being made in the image of God is not just the prohibition against murder, not just the prohibition against adultery, but the prohibition against stealing other people's stuff. And so, um, keeping keeping that in mind, we we notice that theft and robbery are punished by the magistrate. That's a good thing. Like we should say Christians should be pro punishment stealing stuff because right. that's what the, that's rooted in the Ten Commandments like that's a, an ethical implication for us. But I think the 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 um, commentary here on the commandment goes goes further than that. God views as theft all wicked tricks and devices, uh, and so like for us to try to try to make money. Through things that are deceitful or things that are scheming, you know they would use, um, they would use like weights or scales that were unjust, that were not weighted properly, and so, uh, or if if I I, I was reading uh, somewhere, I can't remember where I read it now, um, but if you put uh, if you're at the market and you're buying a chicken. Um, and you see someone's got their thumb on the other, their, they put the chicken on one side and they put uh, something else yeah. on the other side, and someone puts their thumb down on the chicken to make the chicken appear a little bit heavier, uh, so they make a little bit more money, like that's that's stealing, that's uh, that's, that's, that's that's stealing from uh, from someone else. And so we live in a really different society than that, where we don't barter for things uh, generally, um, right. you know, uh, we pay for things with cash, uh, the Bible doesn't have a ton to say about um, the the free market necessarily and interest rates and all that kind of stuff, but uh, we as Christians should known should be known for seeking to appear just in our in our weights and in our measurements. And so, if I you know we have the right in the economy that we live in and as Americans to. You know, set prices for things that we do for services that we offer. That kind of stuff. Is there consistency? Like, is there, is there, is it just across the board? Or do we know, hey, this person's wealthy and I know I can make more money off of them. And so I'm going to treat them differently than I would this other person. I'm going to show some favoritism here so that I can kind of pad my pocket. Well, that's the kind of thing the Lord would, the Lord commands us here not to steal. Uh, and even though we're not stealing a whole thing, like stealing part of something is still stealing. And so, uh, and so being mindful, and there's all kinds of ways that, that we can, that we can apply this, but are you honest, you know, in your dealings with, with things? Are you honest in the way that you, um, that you do your job when you go to work? uh, When you're, uh, when you're, on the job, are you taking a break every five minutes so that right. work's not ever getting accomplished? Uh, are you you know quote unquote stealing company time? Mm-hmm. I know there's all kinds of things that you're going to do in the course of a work day, you know, and and so um, there we can we can over apply that and to the point where hey you never get a break and you work yourself to death or um, you have to you know get permission to go use the restroom or like you know whatever it might be we can definitely overwork that. But as a general principle, like are you being honest? Are you being uh, are you working heartily, as the New Testament says, unto the Lord and not unto men? Or are you seeking to um, you know, work the system, so to speak, so yeah. that you get the most um, out, of, out of everything? Are you being dishonest with that? And again, the way in which we um, conceive of this is um, is different than might have been done um, a, c- a couple hundred years ago when, when the Heidelberg was written, but we just need to be mindful of this. It, it ends here, this question. Um, it says... Um, we should not seek to draw to ourselves our neighbor's goods. Um, so, moreover, all covetousness and useless waste of his gifts are forbidden by God. So, even not just stealing or trying to get for ourselves what our neighbor has that is good, but also misusing of the good things that God has given us would fall under, would be prohibited by this, uh, by, by this particular um, commandment. You got any thoughts or comments so far?
0: Um, no, you stole the words right out of my mouth. Man. Did you see what I did there? Yeah, that was, that was really good. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe content
1: like this is free. Uh, that's, man. This next question, question 111. Uh, I, can't, I can't get over how bad that joke was. All right, question 111. What does God require of you in this commandment? And this is really good, I think. It says, that I may further my neighbor's good. Where I can and may deal with him as I would have others deal with me, I labor faithfully that I may be able to help the poor in their need. So the the idea here is not that not to be greedy that mm-hmm. I can get as much money as possible, but that I might be honest mm-hmm. so that I could help other people when they are in need. Um, and so this does come back to the to an understanding that everything that is exists belongs to the Lord, like it is all owned by God. Mm-hmm. Psalm 24 says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the sea and all that dwells in, uh, dwells therein. There is nothing that exists that doesn't first and foremost belong to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And God has given us some things. Uh, he hasn't given us everything. And it is acceptable for us to desire more things insofar as our desire of those more things Help us love the Lord and love our neighbor more faithfully. Uh, and so, um, you know, hey, I, I would like to. I'd like to get a new car. Okay, well, what's the purpose of getting a new car? Well, I would look really cool in this car. Well, maybe that's not the greatest reason to buy a new car. I like a new car so I could take more people to church. Okay, that's a pretty. That's a you know, I could do more yeah. for my community. Um, i have a truck i love my truck i love driving my truck i have helped more people move stuff in my truck uh, than i ever would have been able to before and so just being able to help my neighbor in that way um you know i, I think is a helpful thing and i need, i need to be ready and willing yeah. to look for opportunities to help people um, in in those things because of what god has given me if not i'm guilty of not taking this commandment seriously uh, i'm even though i'm not i'm not stealing directly by taking something that belongs to someone else i'm not using appropriately something that god has given to me Right. Uh, I'm 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 mismanaging those things that God has given me, and the Bible speaks of this idea of stewardship that we are, we are to be good stewards of the things that God has given us, um, and that means that everything that we own belongs to God. Like, can we get our minds around that fact? From the clothes on our back to the, um, you know, to the things in our home, to the money in our wallets, to the phones in our pockets, like they all belong to the Lord. So, one, let's, let's consider for a moment the kinds of things that we're purchasing, the kinds of things that we're buying. Um, there, we were just joking a minute ago about Amazon, you know, about how, you know, how quickly, uh, even for this podcast, we needed a wire for the podcast to make a camera work, and I ordered it, and it was here within 12 hours. You know, mm-hmm. like just how, how crazy fast it is that we have access to things that we might need from time to time. Uh, there's no shortage of things that we might want to spend our money on, and there's no shortage of dumb ways to spend our money. Like, there's so many things that we can spend money on that are just not good uses right. of our of the the things that God has given to us. And so, the stewardship falls underneath this this category. Am I desiring this thing so that I might love or serve God more faithfully? Um, am i desiring this thing so i might provide or serve my family more fully am i desiring this things for my neighbor's good as well yeah. um, if i'm if i'm going to you know if i'm gonna go buy a new lawnmower might it also benefit my neighbor that i go do this you know right. that i can use it to cut his yard if he needs if he's out of town or whatever it might be again using just kind of trying a practical example there they might be a major expense uh, but i shouldn't just think about myself uh, yeah. whenever' I'm, I'm making my purchases or expenditures you got thoughts on that
0: yeah, so I think we've talked about in other episodes rushing to the exceptions, sure. right? Well, what if you're poor and you need just some food and so you can't afford it? Do you steal it? I think that where you're going with this takes care of that as well. When you are wealthy or if you have extra food or if you have money you would like to donate, given to the less fortunate sure. allows them to not feel like they need to steal. Right. You know.
1: And I mean, I, I'd, I'd love to think about a perfect world where... You know, those who have give to those in need, right. and those who need are given by those who have. And and I'd love to imagine that's the reality. And I think we all know that's not not really the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, we can we can hope uh, and desire for that to be the case, and we can begin to be the be the change in that. And now there there's a there's wisdom to that. You know, mm-hmm. I um I don't generally give money to people on the street corner that right. ask for it because. I don't know how they got there. I don't know what they will do with it. There is, there is, it is still, I, I hear often that, hey, my job is to give. It's their job. It's up to between them and God what they're going to do with it. And I, I, I genuinely appreciate that. Uh, but at the same time, if I'm going to give to this person that I don't know their situation, and I'm not sure what would happen there, that also means that I can't give To someone whose situation i do know and i i I am aware of how they might be benefited from this so um i i I generally want to tie our use of charity to our use of you know if we're going to donate our money to something specific um the closer to home you Mm -hmm. can get your donations to be i think the better um yes you can give to the american Uh, Red Cross or something like that or the Salvation Army and those 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 organizations do good work you should give to them but also your local food bank your local pregnancy resource center your local um, you know community uh, thing that's doing good stuff in your community Um, not to say that you shouldn't give to these you know these charities these these larger organizations but the closer you can get to home the, the bible does use the language of neighbor often and everyone is our neighbor right mm-hmm. that's, that's that's the that's the parable of the good samaritan that every person is our neighbor um but there's a sense in which doing good things in the neighborhood is mm-hmm. still what's going to be best for uh for what what's close to home so just just you know ke- keeping that keeping that in mind um if it's if someone's gonna steal from you, it's probably gonna be uh, in the neighborhood. And yeah. so in giving back, you know, in, in hey, I'm I'm so poor, I need to steal bread, how can you alleviate that? Well, by seeking to care for the needs of the people that are right exactly. in your neighborhood. And so and again, I just think there's this there's a there's a great uh command here to go above and beyond, am I provided for? Um, but also to ask, is my neighbor being provided for? Like, do you even know who your neighbors are? You know, that's the first question yeah. I would ask. Um, do you know what their what their needs might be? Uh, you, you're not going to be able to carry out the spirit of this commandment um, if you're not even aware of who your neighbors are. And again, we've talked about the how we model um, the, the conduct that the gospel presses in upon us whenever we uh, abide by, Um, having a pure marriage um, by living in such a way as to love our neighbor, you know, and this is another opportunity for us, not just, Hey, I didn't steal my neighbor's stuff, but also no, I gave out of the abundance of my heart um, to help supply for my neighbor's needs. It's always, it's always a good thing. Um, And Jesus says it is, it is better. It is better to give than to receive. receive. Uh, And that's, that's a, that's a, that's a good word for us. We don't think that's true a lot of the time. We think mm-hmm. it's much better to receive than it is to give. Um, but I think we can all, um, if, we're, if we're honest with ourselves, at the end of the day, uh, there's far more joy given or far more joy received whenever we're, we are quick to give of ourselves and of our stuff rather than to hold it with close fingers. Um, and and I just, you know, a, a selfish Christian is a tragic oxymoron. Yeah. Uh, if we're saying, hey hey, my, my stuff is too important for me, um, you might mess it up if I give it to you or if I let you borrow it. Like, well, man, um, that's that's pretty that's pretty low view of your neighbor. You know, it's not right. a, and that's not a super helpful view there. So I don't know if that
0: brings up any further questions or yeah, yeah. No, comments. I think, I think the the idea of do not steal it, it goes so much further than oh I didn't take anything. You know, yeah, and, and I think you've touched on a lot of that. So. No, I appreciate you bringing all that out. I think again, we kind of skim the surface sometimes with these. And in fact, at the beginning of the podcast, we joked, "Oh, uh, any final thoughts?" You know, because it seems so blatant, but there's so many ways that uh, we can still, and there's also so many ways that we can help others to keep that commitment. Yeah, and so I I think that, yeah, I think that's, I think that's really good. Um, Yeah, just
1: being being mindful of the ways that we can apply a, a passage like this one to our lives in ways that we might not think that it applies at first hand you know again we read we read hey do not do not murder okay i haven't murdered anybody i'm good do not commit <laughs> adultery okay i haven't committed adultery i'm good all right do not steal yeah, uh, there was that one thing one time, but generally, I I really haven't stolen anything important, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I took some extra Chick Fil A sauce from Chick Fil A, <laughs> but like that wasn't really stealing, you know. They kind of give that stuff out, but but seriously, being <laughs> and if you're gonna say I took the extra Chick Fil A sauce, so I give it to my neighbor, I'm like, okay, uh, <laughs> they'll give it to you, just ask for it. Exactly. Um, but you know, think thinking about those thinking about those things, um, just just going beyond just that that surface level. And the, what, when we hit that surface level, okay, I haven't stolen anything, I'm good, what are we trying to do? We're trying to justify ourselves. Yeah. Rather than say, okay, I know I already know I've broken this commandment. How have I broken it, and how might I go above and beyond to keep from breaking it in the future? Like yeah. how, how might I seek to uh, embody the spirit of the commandment and not just the, the spirit of the law, not just the letter of the law? Um, and, and we will be better off if we'll do that. And I, I think I think subtly we don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think I'll, I'll be better off if I, you know, if I keep extra back for myself. But that's yeah. just not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're if we're clear and if we read the scripture, um, Jesus says the exact opposite. So, are we going to believe our own intuition, or are we going to believe what the what Christ has told us right. uh, in in the scripture? And we know the right answer. It's just a matter of
0: applying that to our lives. We talked about in the earlier episodes that uh, scientists or someone has figured out that if you if you rest every seven days, one day a, a week, then you actually perform better, and so, you know, it was like, like, that's in the scripture, you know, and then uh, there was another uh, statistic that you brought out, but um, also, I, I read a lot of financial books and uh, and listen to a lot of financial podcasts and stuff. That's kind of the stuff I enjoy, and uh, one of the main things that they say, whether they're Christian or not, is always, I give, I yeah. give, I give, and those are the most successful people, the ones that are giving the most. Mm. That's good,
1: yeah, and I think, what do we mean by
0: success, right? Do we want do we
1: want the world standard of success? Do mm-hmm. we want the Lord's? And I mean, I think I think that you're exactly right. It's not just hey, I want to have. Um, it's not the prosperity gospel motif of sure. I give a lot of money so I can get a lot of money. No. Uh, but it's the it's the gospel motif of I've been given so much. So. Mm-hmm. what can i give how can i help how can i be involved in uh in the work of god because all the stuff i have belongs to god and if you really believe that's true i mean and pray that god would give you that kind of heart lord help me to believe that all of the things that i have are your things yeah um and that you've given them to me that i might use them for your glory now help me from from my body you know the the functionality of my body you might be in better shape than other people that you could go and help you know um I think about my my grandmother. I'm sure she's not listening to this, but um, she's in her 80s. And that woman lives to pick up sticks in her yard, you know. And I'm like, man, I uh, now I no longer live close to her, but like, how often could I have gone and picked up the sticks in my grandmother's yard yeah. rather than allowing her to, you know, to sit? Now, who in your neighborhood needs, you know, think about elderly people? Maybe they can't get up on a stepladder and change a light bulb, which is yeah. a really simple task for you. But God has given you a body that you can go and do that. Do you care for your neighbor's good in that way? Um, the money in your bank account, um, yeah, you might you might not have a. a, a Bulging 401k, you know that's 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 uh that's filled with money for retirement. But I'm sure you have a couple dollars uh that's that's extra, you know, Mm -hmm. rainy day fund. Uh, are you gonna keep it for a rainy day to spend on yourself, or are you gonna try to find a way to bless somebody else? And do you really believe that's that's the best use of the best use of your money? And then it just comes to your basic possessions. You know, many of us have a home. Um, How are you using your home to bless other people? Uh, to when's the last time you had someone over for dinner and just uh, spend some time with them pray together you know uh those kinds of those those kinds of things that are truly countercultural. that god has given us these things so that we might use them for his glory so let's be creative in the way that we might do it not to be stingy and harbor our stuff but to be open with it and be ready and willing to distribute to others um because we've been given so much and been given so much freely we ought to freely give
0: so. absolutely it's good i like that well I'm excited about getting to the next uh, couple. Uh, We've only got, what, two more weeks of this, and so um, I'm going to miss it when it's gone, but uh, we'll start something after that, I guess, too. But anyways, uh, great word today. I love diving into this stuff with you. Thanks for taking the time out to do this. Thank Um, you, James. Thank you to all of our listeners, all of our viewers, if you're looking on YouTube. Um, If you would like to... Look it up online. You can always go to CreeksideFellowshipTN.com forward slash podcast. And we'll see you there. We'll see you next time on the Creekside Podcast. Thanks.